On this episode of YEGMS, I have Cody Price of the Rise Up Challenge, and I talk about some uh, stuff I did over the long weekend, so stick around. After a bit of a summer layover, uh, the podcast is back. I think the last one I published was in June, so uh, I think it was near the beginning of June, so it's been a while. Um, but I had a busy summer, and uh, it's great to get back at this, and um, hopefully the few listeners that I did gain over the last year and a bit uh, are still around. So um, neat podcast for me uh, this time out. Um, I'm uh, working towards um, doing the Grizzly Ultra Marathon in Canmore on Thanksgiving weekend in October. Um, on the, actually, on the 9th of October, my 40th birthday is on the 7th, so I've been working towards it, and that was kind of my 40th birthday present to myself was to uh, uh, give an actual, true ultramarathon trail run uh, give it a whirl. Now, trail running is different from the type of running I've been doing, which is predominantly on pavement and predominantly relatively flat. I mean, some hills here and there, but nothing, not, not extreme elevation changes. And so I've been working towards it all summer, running stairs, the November project, um, running a, a route called the W through the Edmonton River Valley. And because I know the elevation difference is going to be the, uh, the elevation changes rather are going to be the, the big difference. Doing that kind of distance, but having to do it, you know, going up some extremely steep climbs. Um, so anyway, the reason why this is interesting is as I've been working towards that, and at the, you know, with the completion of the really long run this year, I've been introduced to all kinds of people. And one of the people I was introduced to is a fellow MS warrior named Cody Price. And Cody's a local to Edmonton as well. Actually, as it turns out, we don't even live that far apart. I mean, we're only blocks apart from each other. Um, but he's up to some pretty interesting stuff himself. And what he does is he runs what's called the Rise Up Challenge. And you can find it at riseupchallenge.ca. And he's the guest on the podcast, and I'll let him explain what, what the Rise Up Challenge is. But briefly from why it was interesting to me with me training towards doing uh, you know a trail ultra up and, up and down a mountain is uh, the uh, rise up challenge is what he was referring to as a Spartan race um, and they do some crazy stuff uh, uh, crazy in a great and awesome way not crazy in a they shouldn't be doing that sort of way um, but I'll let him explain it's saying touching base with him at a time when I'm getting ready for uh, an altar in the mountains, uh, the timing couldn't have been better. Um, and actually, just this past long weekend, just on Sunday, I'm recording this Tuesday night, I uh, did the walk in the park in Kamloops, um, Kamloops, British Columbia, which is about, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Western Canadian geography, Kamloops is uh, 
an eight-hour drive west and south uh, of Edmonton uh, in our westernmost province, uh, British Columbia. And it's, a, it's an area of, the, of Canada which, surprisingly enough, and which surprised a lot of people that aren't from Canada, it's actually located in what's referred to as a semi-desert. Um, you know, there's actual sagebrush that, goes there, that grows there. And, uh, I mean, they still get snow in the wintertime, but not anywhere close to what we get here in Edmonton, I don't think. So anyway, I did the uh, walk in the park in Calumps over the weekend, which is a 25-kilometer trail run, and it had 740 meters of elevation change over the 25 kilometers. The Grizzly in Canmore has 1,600 meters of elevation change over the 50 kilometers. So the 25-kilometer run in Canmore was a really, really good tune-up to kind of let me know where I was at because uh, truth be told, I've never done uh, an official trail run before uh, with other people. Not familiar with the etiquette. I've not, you know, this is my first, this, so this was a first time event for me, and, and I have to say it went fantastic. Uh, the nice thing about the run in Kamloops, very low key. Um, there's probably around 100 participants in total. Uh, there was different, you could either do 14, 25, or 50 kilometers. Um, I finished in three hours and 45 minutes to give the listeners kind of an, an indication of why it's different than the running I, I, I normally do. Is typically if I do a half marathon, which is 21, I'm right around two hours. So to do 25 kilometers, it took me three hours and 45 minutes. And the biggest difference there is, is it's not even hills. They're steep climbs. I mean, there's some climbs where you... If somebody out there can run these things, I mean, that would be, I would find that amazing. But, um, I mean, for instance, at about the 12-kilometer point in the run, uh, it was uphill for about 800 meters, and then it was just sort of undulating up and down, up and down for a bit, uh, slowly going up. And then with a few little steep spots but nothing crazy, and then at 12 kilometers in, there was this hill that uh, literally it was steep enough if you held your hand out in front of you standing straight up, you'd be touching what you were climbing up. I mean, that just to give you an idea of the steepness. And that went on for about 400 meters, um, maybe a little longer than 400 meters. And it could even have been a little bit longer than that. But anyway, that's when I went, how then, you know, you, I really sunk into me how different trail running can be from regular road running and uh you know thankfully <laughs> thankfully paul at the idea store in south Edmonton common uh hooked me up with a good pair of trail shoes because they definitely were were needed and um anyway it was a really good experience and and uh i feel like i'm you know set up well to to go into canmore um and the, the nice thing about it is the three or four peak like I as far as my finish time goes I was kind of in the middle I was basically the tail end of the middle the people in the middle uh there was a kind of a group of us that were running somewhere between three three hours 30 minutes to three hours 45 three hours 45 being being me uh and then there was people that were fat you know there was a significant group up up that was faster than that and then there was a significant group that was slower I think the longest person over 25k took nine hours. Um, 
again, just to give you an, an indication of how steep some parts of this course is and how it's not just like walking on flat ground or running on flat ground. But anyway, they said the... The, the, the beginning end of the, of the next group wave of people that were finishing, a lot of them were in their 20s. So that made me feel pretty, pretty good. So, um, yeah. So summer's over. Uh, I knew summer was over about a week and a half ago uh, because at the taper for this run on the weekend, I actually started playing hockey again. I hadn't played hockey in full gear in quite a long time. So, um <laughs> It's pretty interesting, and I recognized somebody that was out there playing shinny, and I skated over to him, and I said, hey, you're not allowed to tell anybody about what you're seeing, because <laughs> it was pretty bad. So anyway, the podcast is back. Um, planning on releasing one monthly again, like the schedule was before. Now that we're back in the swing of things, kids are going back to school and that. There's going to be one change uh, in the podcast coming up, is that I'm going to do a re- review. I think I'm just going to call the segment Sean's Review. It'll come up after the interview. Um, and what I'll be uh, reviewing will be whatever catches my fancy. This podcast is completely non-profit. It doesn't generate any sort of revenue at all from advertising. So that means that I can pretty much review whatever I want and be as, as honest as I want to be. Um, yeah, because I'm, uh, I'm not beholden to anyone. Uh, and the real sole reason for doing that is just to switch it up a little bit for myself, um, just to keep it for a little bit fresh for myself and, and uh, hopefully add a point of interest to uh, anyone, interest, uh, anyone listening. So, um, but here's the most important po- part of the podcast, and that is uh, my guest today is Cody Price of the Ri- Rise Up Challenge. You can find Rise of the Rise Up Challenge online at riseupchallenge.ca. You can also find their Facebook group. Uh, from scanning around and, and talking to Cody, it sounds like the you know the Facebook group is the best way to interact with them, and you can find them on Facebook by simply search, searching out Rise Up Challenge. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail here. Uh, Cody does a really good job of um, explaining what the Rise Up Challenge is, how he got involved with it, but also be aware that Cody was gracious enough, gracious enough to share with me and us his MS story. He's an MS warrior, uh, like many of you listening. And uh, pretty cool and pretty inspiring stuff. So uh, here's my interview with, with Cody, and uh, stick around. sitting in a park in the middle of Lewis Estates and I'm talking to uh, Cody Price and Cody is a, another MS warrior uh, who's got an interesting story and he's doing some cool stuff in terms of um, and training and events and stuff but we'll get into that in a minute. So Cody thanks for doing this and uh, why don't we just start off with um, how you found out about MS and how you found out about your MS and just start from there. Sure well to start out I love that MS warrior term because if you look at it that way and you look at it from a perspective of, I can do this, and I'm a warrior, and what have you, it sort of eliminates the roadblocks that you may have to begin with. So I love that term, so kudos to you. Actually, sorry, that's not my term. I got that from a guy I interviewed uh, last year's name's Neil Blue, so kudos to you, Neil. There we go. Uh, how it started. So I think how I found out I had MS was, so 2007, I was backpacking through Australia, and the right side of my face went numb, 
So, not knowing anything about anything, I figured, okay, tooth infection, jaw infection, what have you. So I went to a local walk-in clinic. They figured it was something to do with my gums, so they gave me some sort of anesthesia. And then it didn't go away for about three, four weeks. Then all of a sudden, it just, the feeling came back. So, okay, well, that must have been the issue. So then I flew back to Canada, and about three or four weeks later, something else started up. My leg, I think it was my leg, or maybe my hand. Something went numb and wasn't working quite right. So like, okay, something else is happening. So I went to my doctor. He right away was said, okay, this is MS, pretty sure. So then we got diagnosed to a neurologist who then went through some MRIs and, you know, the blood testing, all that kind of stuff, and confirmed, yes, it was MS. And so they put me on some prednisone and, and drugs to, to fix it all up. And then it kind of went away back to 100%, working out, doing everything. Then for the past three or four years, it would kind of come and go. You lose your hands, you lose your feet. One point, I think I lost my eyes for about three or four weeks where I couldn't see you. Everything was just looking like a film that was on skip. So that was quite interesting. And so again with the pregnizone, one point I was taking the needles, doing the weekly injections through the muscle. That was horrible. So if anyone's taking that, you should not do that. That's horrible. Gives you super anxiety. So you take it on the Friday because you got to work, of course, through the week. So you take it Friday night, super anxiety through the weekend, a lot of pain kind of recovers about Sunday, and then it's back to work on Monday. So it's not a good cycle to be in. And so I, of course, stopped that after about six months. And then from about 2013 to 2014, 15, I didn't have any symptoms. 100%, no drugs, not anything. So I thought, great. And then I did a series of races that may or may not have inadvertently caused my leg to flare up. And I, from, I think, mid 2014 to the end of 2014, I've had the left leg just shot. So in ideal world, you're walking along, nothing. The second I start to hurry myself along or I start to speed up, it acts up and I'm tripping and I'm falling over myself. And so then you got to slow down. The and that's been happening for about a year and a half. And so that's kind of where I'm at is I got, I think it's called drop foot is what people call it. So I've been dealing with that for the last year and a half, teaching myself how to run and walk and what have you, but just dealing with it. Didn't you uh, Didn't you email me a couple of weeks ago asking me about drop foot? Yeah, because I was curious based on just seeing how much you're running and seeing, okay, if you're putting in 100 miles, how are you doing that? Are you Do you have drop foot as well? And are you, have you found a way to work around it? And so that's why I thought, okay, I'm going to ask this question because you never know, maybe he has a trick that I don't that, that might be able to boost my running abilities. Well, I don't have a trick, but what I told Cody and for any, you know, any people that regularly listen, uh, how I, it doesn't sound like my drop foot's nearly as bad, uh, and mine only catches me on occasion, and mostly it's when I'm running on a trail. Um, I have a, on occasion when I'm walking where my one foot will be lazy and kind of just slide along, and what happens is when I'm on the trails, I always catch roots, and there was, I was telling him, uh, and during the email exchange, there was one run I went on about a month ago, where in a span of about 10 minutes, I went down three times catching roots. And so what I do is when I'm running on an uneven surface, I watch the ground and I over-exaggerate when I see any sort of like little obstacle. And it probably looks really funny if anybody's running with me or sees me running, but that's what I'm doing is I'm exaggerating so that I don't catch anything. But uh, yeah, my, mine's not that bad. I mean, for the most part, if I'm running on pavement and stuff, but uh, it's pretty good. Now, you are you on any meds right now? Yeah, so 
I went, like I said, I went off 2013-ish. I went off all the needles. Never ever got onto the pills. And then last November, I think it was, so I went on the Limtrata treatment, and that's where you do IV treatment for five days straight, eight hours a day. And then from there, it's just recovering, and they basically take blood tests every month, blood and urine, to determine if it's working, if it's not working. And then this November, I'll go through the second round of treatment, which is three days, eight hours a day. And then after that, I believe they wait a couple months, and then they start doing the MRIs to see if there's new lesions, if anything's changed. But from what I am told, that it is the closest thing to a cure that they've figured out thus far. And the way it was positioned to me was, if your body is not attacking itself, because Limchata is supposed to stop it in its tracks from deteriorating further. So hypothetically, if your body is not attacking itself, that gives it opportunity to maybe heal yourself in a way. So at minimal, if I do this and my leg stays at it as it is, but I have no other issues, then I'm okay with that. Then that's awesome. Because then I can still run, I can still work out, I can still do whatever. So that's, that's fine by me. Yeah, so I, I I actually hadn't heard of that one until now. Uh, I'm on I've been on Tacred Air for about two years now, and it's it's easy. I mean, I know some people get some problems with their stomach with it. I haven't, so it's just like taking a vitamin in the morning. It's not even a big deal. Yeah. Um, so you you mentioned training a few times, and that's and to be honest, even from a selfish point of view, that's you know it's all fun and games to talk about MS, but actually I really want to talk to you about the Rise Up Challenge because uh, um, in a way that's how we both came on each other's radars. So. Just so people listening know, how Cody and I met was actually uh, through a girlfriend of a really good friend of mine who came to one of the events for the really long run. And um, she just said, well, I've got, you know, this guy I work with. He does similar kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. You guys should meet. So anyway, through social media, Facebook and all that, we, we, this is actually the first time we've ever met in person, but that's how we met. Um, but Cody actually organizes something called the Rise Up Challenge, but I'm going to let him uh, explain that and how it kind of started. It all started, we'll say, early 2015. I got asked by somebody to help them train for something similar known as the Spartan Death Race. And what that is, in a nutshell, is you're pretty much tasked with all these physical and mental challenges that just push you past your limits for the you know, duration of, say, four days, give or take. You don't know what you're going into. You just know you're going to be working on no sleep, on no food for about four days. So as I was researching to help this guy train for this event, we came across, you know, what's going on with it, how do they plan for it, and we soon realized that there actually isn't a lot of infrastructure involved with it. They really utilize rocks, logs, the woods, water, whatever is in the environment. And so we thought, okay, maybe this is something that I can bring into Edmonton, make it local, and do something similar, but with a positive twist on it. And that's kind of how it has developed over the last year and a half. And so we're on our, let's see, we did October, May, and this is our third event, which is in October. And what this one is, and I know some are listening, and so I'll give some detail of what's going on. So this event takes place October 1st at Horlack Park. It runs from 8 p.m. to maybe 8 a.m., we're gonna try and push them for about eight to 12 hours. And they're gonna run through the night and they're just gonna be given with a lot of tasks. Some examples is, I think the first couple tasks is we got a bunch of tires from Tirecraft. They'll have to flip that one and a half kilometers, pick it up as a group, carry it for another kilometer. Then we got Burn Co. donated a couple bags of gravel for us. So we'll get them to do some stuff with the, that gravel. 
there's been times in the past where we'll duct tape their knees and feet together and make them army crawl through the trails for about a mile. That I think people love and hate that one the most because it is easily the most challenging. It's very uncomfortable when you're doing it. You end up with scrapes and bruises, ripped pants. But when it's all said and done, people love it the most because it's the one that's most gratifying. And so that's kind of what Rise Up Challenge is, is it's utilizing the elements to push you to your limits. And we say redefine your limits because the way I talk about it, and if you look at our website and you see the photos, it looks impossible, it sounds impossible. But when every single person crosses that finish line, the one thing, the one consensus thing that I have heard, it was too easy. And that's simply, I think, because you build it up to be such an impossible task that you don't think you'll do it, you have confidence that you will not complete it, but then when it's all said and done, you do complete it. And then you go, well, if I completed that, that must have been too easy. When in fact, it's just persistence, devotion, motivation to just keep driving forward one foot in front of the other and you'll get it done. I've had people think it was going to be a three-hour event, say, okay, I can run a 10-mile in two hours, but add all the little physical mental challenges on top and they end up taking six or seven hours. So when you look at it in that perspective, yeah, it was easy, you did it. But compare it with what you do normally, and it took you three times as long, obviously it was hard. It's just that persistence and that drive that kept you going and kept you pushing forward to the finish line. So just to be clear, and I, I, should have, I should have been more clear on from the outset, now Rise Up Challenge is not just for people with MS. This is, a, this is, a, this is for everyone, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's for everyone. We have had people thin, bigger, tall, short, what have you, have taken it on, and it is for everyone. It doesn't matter if you have a disability or not. It's all about persistence and pushing forward. For example, so even with MS, one of the things that, that I do is I test out the course. I test out every obstacle. I test out the course itself to see how long it would take a very, very, very slow person to do. And the one thing I tell everyone if they're hesitant is, if I can do it, you can do it. For example, one of the kind of signature events that we have at every event, and I'll continue to have it because people hate it and love it, is the Burpee Hill. So we'll find a giant hill throughout the city of Edmonton and you have to burpee up that hill. Roughly three to 400 burpees. So put that in perspective. Not only are you climbing this hill, you're doing three to 400 burpees. That is crazy. I have to just say right there, I hate burpees. They're like my least favorite thing to do. So why would you do that? <laughs> well, because it sounds crazy and technically it is crazy. You don't see people in the gym knocking out 400 burpees for fun. It just doesn't happen. I don't even know if people would do that in the gym because it's so repetitive and there's no scenery change. Where if you're in the woods and you're just hopping along doing burpees, it doesn't seem as bad and before you know it, you have the 300 or 400 burpees. But in a nutshell, we make them do it because we can make them do it. They're not gonna refuse to do it. We know it's a good physical challenge. It's good upper body, lower body, core. And by the end of it, that just feeling that you accomplished something is, is what we're trying to do. Um, 
So before we before we start recording, you mentioned that there had been some growth with the event. So uh, why don't you just touch on that a little bit, like how far it's come? So it was funny because when we first thought of the event and went, okay, this is an interesting concept. Let's try it out. We we the goal was five. I thought we could convince five crazy people to take them through their paces and just test them. We ended up with 50, so that was, okay, this might have something. Ran the event, had good feedback, ran a second event in the wintertime, again, good feedback, and we just keep continue to run these events. They grow maybe 10%, so they don't grow a ton, but they keep growing. We keep getting new people coming back, we're getting new people reaching out, trying it out, something most haven't even experienced something of this nature, and they just love it. And so in 2017, the whole goal is to, how can we make this more accessible to more people? So what we're going to do in 2017 is we're going to open up a shorter course. So you hear, we'll say on average, our courses are 10 to 15 miles. I try to push them more towards the 15-mile mark just because people see 10-plus miles, and they go, okay, that's kind of my limit, but... What they don't know doesn't hurt them. And so when they finish, and I go, holy, that actually was 15 miles. They go, holy crap, I can't believe you made me do that. Well, yeah, you did it. So what's what's there to complain about, really? But the shorter course is going to be five to eight miles because it's more attainable. Most people run a 5K, maybe a 10K. That's sort of their, their comfort zone, right? So let's push them past that, but just not push them past to a point of breaking them, right? So they do this short course, they get a taste of what the long course has in store, and then they'll either love it or hate it. A lot of this stems from a sport called obstacle course racing. I don't know if many of you heard of it. Some have heard Spartan racing, Tough Mudder, Mud Hero. So it stems from that. I got into the sport back in 2014, and I was addicted ever since. I think I ran 10 races in 2014, which, going back to the MS, may or may not have been the instigator for my drop foot because when that was all said and done, I was pleased with myself. You know, yeah, I did 10 races. Then I went and had an appointment with my neurologist, and he, I told him what I did. His jaw dropped to the floor. And he said, what the heck are you doing to yourself? Because, yeah, I, I see where he's coming from. It is a mentally draining and physically draining thing to a point where, with someone with MS, yes, I believe you should push yourself. That may have been a little too much. And so anyways, we have this drop foot issue. So he kind of banned me from obstacle course racing in 2015. So when you, what is the saying? If you can't, if you can't do, teach. So here we are today. I'm quote unquote teaching people obstacle course racing and how to push themselves. Well, that's awesome. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's really great that you actually started doing this after you got diagnosed. I think that's yeah. really cool. I mean, I did, you know, I'm kind of the same. I didn't really start running until after I got diagnosed. So uh, it just goes to show you that uh, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Um, now, before, you know, we've covered off MS. We've covered off the Rise Up Challenge. Anything else you want to talk about? Any social media stuff you want to talk about? Websites? Anything like that? Uh, yeah, well, you can check out Rise Up Challenge, www.riseupchallenge.ca. That's the easiest way you can find us. You can find me on Instagram now. I've, I've taken the leap, and I'm on Instagram. So if you're thinking about doing the challenge and you're kind of curious, check it out on Instagram, rise.up.challenge. And I'll, I do little sneak peeks of what the course is going to look like, what kind of challenges you may face. But 
I think one thing to put in perspective to whoever's listening is it's always going to be worse in your head than it is in reality. So here's an example. In 2013, I saw a Spartan race, and I thought, I'm going to do this. It was in Edmonton. I think it was at Rabbit Hill that year. So I said, heck yeah, I'm doing this. Signed up, raring to go, and then I don't know if it was procrastination or fear or what have you. Push come to shove, I didn't do the race. I bailed, never showed up. So then you're kicking yourself for six months. So 2014, I said, you know what, I'm doing it again. So I signed up for that one, and I signed up for the other two to make it a trifecta, which, if you don't know what a trifecta is in the Spartan world, is when you do three different events. So you got a five-mile, eight-mile, and then I think the last one's roughly 14 miles. So a pretty big feat to take on. So I said, the heck with it, I'm doing it. Sign up for, up, up for all of them. And so I did them, and it's funny, because when you look at retrospect, I didn't do the 2013 event, and I did the 2014 event and just nailed it. But in retrospect, 2013, I was probably in a lot better shape physically than I was in 2014. Slacking on the running, gained a bunch of weight, but I still did it. So the one thing I can just say to your listeners, what have you, is whatever you think is bad, it's not that bad. Because in retrospect, I probably would have did a lot better in 2013 if I would have took it on. And it's kind of funny how people just build it up in, up in their head, right? So even if you have to do a presentation at work in front of everyone, building that up saying, oh, I'm going to have to do public speaking, it's a lot worse than it is. Because once you do it, now that public speaking doesn't seem so bad. And so same thing when it comes to fitness and taking on challenges. If there's anyone out there that has MS and they're sitting on their butts or they feel like they can't do something because of X, Y, Z, I say do it anyways, because you'll get across the finish line regardless. I remember back in the 2014 event, it was called the Spartan Beast, and it was in Sun Peaks, and I think that course was 14 and a half miles when it was all said and done, but I remember, I'd say mile 10, where you had to, so you go up the hill, so just paint a picture for you, first six miles was straight up the mountain, got up to mile six, it was funny because there was a, a medic station there, and I broke down in tears because it took me so long and it hurt so much. I was crying. I was going to quit. And these two girls I was with that was running with me said, hey, you know what? The next mile's downhill. So let's just do the next mile and go from there. So I did that. So mile after mile after mile, make it down the hill. I think I got 10 miles in. I go, okay, feeling good about myself, feeling good. Oh, got to go back up the hill. So, okay, we started trekking back up that hill. And I think, yeah, mile 12. My leg hurt so bad that I was literally crawling, hands and knees. I think there was a point where I couldn't even, couldn't even crawl anymore, and I would start rolling. So I started rolling myself up this hill over and over again. Have to break, roll again. Five more steps, got to break. Anyways, long story short, I finished it, and it was like, holy crap. That was awesome. And then that's how you got addicted to obstacle course racing. So I challenge anyone, regardless of your disability, take it on. Even if it's just a 5K, color me rad, do it. Find someone to do it with who will stick with you because from the MS side of things, you're going to want to break down and you're going to want to quit. So find someone who has MS or doesn't have MS to do it with you and stick by you and keep pushing you. And it's not going to be fun and it's not going to be pretty, but you're going to do it and it'll change your life forever. 
and then you'll be hooked. And then that's where you'll see the strides and the successes come in where it'll change your life. And MS won't even be a hurdle. It'll almost be your driver. And I know from, because to backtrack, I'm also a personal trainer. And so that's the one thing with my clients is I'll tell them, you know, I have MS, so I'm getting you to do these burpees. Well, I can do the burpees, so you can do the burpees. Simple as that. If I can do it, you can do it. And it'll be your driver because then you'll go from being a, we'll call it a victim in some cases, to being the motivator to motivate your kids, to motivate your friends, to motivate your family, to keep it going. Well, I, that's, I don't think anyone could put it any better than that. So I think this is a really good place to cut off. Um, uh, Corey, that was awesome stuff. And I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to sit down with me. Actually, it's been a pretty nice night, so it's probably worked out well. So thanks again. Yeah, no worries. Anytime. Okay, so that was Cody Price, the Rise Up Challenge. I'll put all the links and stuff in the description on the blog. And uh, if you have trouble getting a hold of him, get a hold of me and I'll put you in touch with him. So this is Sean Reviews, and for my first ever review, I've decided to review the Walk in the Park trail run in Kamloops that I did over the weekend. For any of you that are thinking about taking up running, potentially trail running, um, this was a really good run for a first-timer to do. From the standpoint of, it was really low-key and everyone was super friendly. Um, like I think I mentioned in the intro, there was only there was less than a hundred entrants. Um, and if any of you out there who who've done like a half like a standard half marathon, or even a five or ten k run, uh, typically the you know the day before the day of you go in and to a preset location and you you, you pick up your package for your sign feed and it usually has your number number thing that you pin on. Uh, Maybe some door prize type stuff, some swag, some maybe some gels or who knows. But there's always a kind of like a bag and you pick it up and there's oh yeah, there's usually coupons and you know things like that. So this is no different. So I uh, you know we 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 got to Canlips on Friday and then Saturday we had to go to a store called the Runner's Soul in Canlips and you know to get our package and I, you know I was I've done half marathons before and there's always the sort of the the swag bag you get or whatever. The the big key here with, with this run is you, you, you go and pick up and you're expecting more pageantry and more. Literally the pickup was just picking up your the, the number that you pin on and you got a glass that had the like a juice glass that had you know the, the name of the run on it. And that was it. And that was the first indication that this was a really laid back um really low-key event and the guy who actually organizes the race is actually the guy sitting at the table handing you the you know your number and your glass and super friendly guy chit-chatted it mean it kind of slowed down the line for you to pick up because he chatted up everybody in line uh, but it was it actually made it feel very familiar and very warm and uh yeah it was just a very welcoming environment that way so 
you know, the fact that he took the time to talk to everyone and, and kind of, you know, uh, explain things a little bit and be friendly and open like that was, was fantastic. So that was the, you know, kind of the, my first impression. But again, because I'd never done a trail run before, I still really had no idea what to expect. Um, I was worried I was going to get lost because the, the, the venue for the run is a place called Kenna Cartwright Park in Canlips. And if you, you look it up online, this, this is an absolutely massive, massive park. And it's kind of a, the best way to explain it is basically a park that surrounds the peak of a mountain, uh, for lack of a better way of describing it. But, it, you know, um, that's how I would describe it. So uh, we get to one of the, there's, I guess there's three parking lots there. Um, and when I was a kid, because I actually grew up in Canada, so I, you know, I used to mountain bike up there. But so, but it does, that doesn't matter. I was worried I was going to get, uh, I might get lost or, or what or whatnot. So, um, we get there in the morning, and the 50k group had already started. So I was standing there. I think there was about 26, 27 people in my group, and uh, we. Uh, after kind of a quick kickoff speech, the, the run was on. Um, but, and again, I was worried I was going to get lost because these are all, for the most part, you're on single track trails. And for people to understand trail running, single track is just that. It's literally a path, a dirt path that's just wide enough for both your feet. Uh, you know, it's not meant for other people. You know, you couldn't run two people side by side. So, um, and I thought, well, how, how, like, how is this going to work? But they explained at the beginning, and it was actually incredibly well marked. And, you know, to be environmentally friendly, they had marked on the trail in flower, like they took white flower and made arrows where to turn, and there was little flags. And uh, no problem, you know, finding the route and, and that. Um, you know, the, and this is not a complaint, but the route was far steeper than I was expecting. And the reason why it was far steeper, because I just didn't know what to expect. You know, some of these climbs um, that I went on Sunday, I'm sure I can't see Cam Canmore having anything steeper than what I was on. Um, but to do a shorter 25 event, uh, low-key like that, um, I think was a good place to start. So if anybody's in the Okanagan or in the interior, or in Western Canada for that matter, and, and wants to try out trail running, um, the walk in the park would be would be one that I would recommend to, to start with. Um, understand it's steep and it's not easy. I'm not suggesting you start there because it's easy, but just because of the atmosphere. Um, you know, when we got to the finish line, they had a barbecue going, everybody was chit-chatting, everybody was super friendly, people were super friendly on the, on, on, on the course. and It was a really, really good event, and I really can't say enough about it. Um, they don't, like, when you look on their, if, if, you, if you, you know, go into your search engine and type, walk in the park Kamloops and have a look. The website's not the best, but I mean, it serves its purpose. Uh, most of their information is relayed via Facebook. Um, I mean, that's something that maybe another reviewer would gripe about, but honestly, like it was easy. It was super easy to sign up. And I, what really made it for me was the atmosphere of the event and the cost was low. I mean, I think it was 45 bucks to sign up for the uh, 25K. So uh, and if you look at other trail runs and that, I mean, a lot of them are, you know, three or four times that to sign up. So uh, 
you, know, you can't, no complaints there. So I walk on the, if you're thinking about tra- doing, starting into running or trail running and, and, and trying something new and you want to train and, and, and plan for an event, uh, I would look at, uh, you got a year from now, um, try the walk in the park in Kamloops, BC. You can find it online. You have any trouble finding it, just reach out to me and I, I can get you in the right direction. So that is the very first Sean Reviews. So that's it for this episode of YEGMS. Like I said, I'm really uh, committed to putting out one of these a month for the foreseeable future. Um, I mean, summertime just got busy, so, I mean, I'm human. And uh, this, isn't <laughs> uh, this isn't a job. So, um, But, yeah, I'm committed to doing one of these a month. And uh, actually, I'm hoping to grab some audio when I'm in uh, Canmore in the first weekend of October. October doing the Grizzly Ultra Marathon. So the next episode will probably come out uh, shortly after that. Um, really like to thank my guest uh, on this episode, Cody Price. Uh, awesome conversation. And actually, uh, Cody and I were communicating a little bit over Facebook today, and I think he's going to come start, going to start running some stairs with me and the November project uh, in Commonwealth next week. So that'll be awesome uh, if he can start coming out. Anyway, we will talk to you all later. Thanks.